Dreamcast. We're not, we're not, we don't give a shit about uh, <laughs> the audio quality sometimes. Because sometimes Brad, cause sometimes Brad sounds like he's in a bathtub. Like to laugh. Yo, are you recording right now? Yes. Yo, okay. Brad was <laughs> in a bathtub. Was he? That last episode. Did you, hear, sure. water? Did you hear water? Or was it just like his, like, I thought it was just a shitty mic or something. No, I like heard him like dripping water and shit. <laughs> like, like he would pick up a handful of water and just like I don't know, like drip it on his balls, like ever so gently. What? No, he was in the bathtub, a hundred percent. Wow. I mean, I, um, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll just say that. So, welcome, hey, uh, welcome everybody to uh, the Screamcast episode. We don't know. Uh, Steph and Brad were at Fantastic Fest. They're writing a bunch of reviews and blah, 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 what bloggers and what all those people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, what happens, what I think is going on here is Brad and Steph represent uh, film Twitter. And you and I represent uh, ant, an, ant, an antithe, antithe, antithes, antithes? antithesis. Antithesis. Holy shit. Uh, an antithesis of uh-huh. film Twitter where we don't get invited to um, film festivals and we are both creating our own kind of creative endeavors. Well, I'm going to, well, Sean, I love you, buddy, but I'm going to stop you right there because (laughs) the reason Brad and Steph go to Fantastic Fest is because of the screencast. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's like I have three kids and shit (laughs) and I just can't go anywhere. That's, yeah. Never mind. My life is sad. No, I don't. I don't go to these things because I'm a far outsider, uh, punk rock <laughs> filmmaker, whatever. I don't know, NBD. But um, <laughs> you, I, no excuse. I don't know. And probably not. You know, every uh, every time I'm like, I sh- I think I'll go. My wife is like, let's make a vacation out of it, and I'm like, no, no, I don't. You don't. I'm like, you don't understand. I want to go to a film festival and sit with other film geeks in a theater literally for probably eight hours a day like for and a it, week and it and would be weird if she saw you make out with other people <laughs> yeah uh and she wants to go out and see the sights so i'm like you would you would just be by yourself while i'm just watching movies with a bunch of other, of other stinky sweaty people uh, meanwhile inhaling all of their germs and getting to be uh, getting the Fantastic Fest plague that so many people get to contract while they're there. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so what are we what doing are we? instead of going to like a cool festival? <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm kind of bummed out now that you did this intro. <laughs> well, they're going to be doing their, their roundup, uh, I, I believe, if that ever happens. Uh-huh. I don't know. It may not because, you know, the South by Southwest episode is lost to the ether that Brad recorded, allegedly had recorded half of it. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what happened to that. Should. Um, all right. So <laughs> Sean's not going to do it, so I'll do it. Um, I'm Mike D. I'm on oh, shit, man. We're just we're just doing this, man. This is you know what you know what this is. What uh, is it? This is if you become a member of Club Scum, which we're trying to to you know to, to ramp all this back up right uh-huh. uh this is what the screamcast late night episodes will sound like and we're just giving you a little taste of that uh-huh. <laughs> just, you know <laughs> cash total cash 
I don't know, man. I'm I'm a member of the third estate. I'm a I'm a working class man myself. <laughs> I don't think you should pay for for shit. I don't think you should pay for shit. Like if there's some punk rock like underground. <laughs> Like, just fucking take it, especially if it's Sean and I talking about nothing. <laughs> but, but, um, god damn, what was I gonna say? You're introducing the show oh. and <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of gonna introduce myself. That, that doesn't matter. No one cares. But, um, uh, but Brad on the last episode of Screamcast. So, you guys did a proper episode of Screamcast last time, but the one before Ish. that was Brad talking it sounded like he was talking to himself in the basement yes right? <laughs> yes yes uh those are your mad genius editing skills my friend so i i, I want to hear the story because i just i was just like fuck it do whatever yeah so <laughs> so much like you said the south by southwest um episode was lost in the ether whatever but when brad sent me the audio for him steph and i talking about we talked about Hellboy and Once Upon a Time in um, Hollywood and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And what else did we talk about? Um, I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a few others. But he sent me the audio and it was just his side of the audio. Now, in Brad's defense, uh, it sounds like, based on things you've told me, that that's you know, it, it, it's not his fault. Like, there's some shit no, that no, happens no, with his fault. Skype We've, and some other fucked up shit. This, and it's why we're, we've <laughs> moved to, to Zoom, to try out Zoom. And, you know, the quality's not as good on my... I mean, I was, like, rec basically recording my end, and my end sounded decent. And then I think we're now on level playing fields now. But, uh, but yeah, we, we couldn't record episodes for shit. Like, we almost lost the last one. We've been having issues with yeah. recording. No, it's, yeah, I mean, it's super scary, especially when you spend, like, two and a half hours or three <laughs> hours, and that's what we spent doing this episode, and I was so pumped up, because I was like, oh, it's my first proper episode of uh, Screamcast, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm going to show people that I'm not just, like, this uh, uh, this jokey guy from, like, uh, Splat House, where I sit around <laughs> with Sarah and, like, make jokes uh, at movies we like, and, because right. I don't know, the, the conceit of that show is kind of fucking dumb or weird but but i was like oh we're gonna talk about movies and then we talked about movies and i had some brilliant things to say and like <laughs> steph, and steph was super sweet because she like reiterated some of my points when you guys went back to some of the movies we talked about on uh on your episode proper but all i had on my end was brad's audio that's it i didn't have steph i didn't have myself i just had brad's audio and i'm like fuck it like you got to make something out of this. Yeah. So I just, I was like, Oh, what would, what would happen? Oh, I'll take out all the things where he's interacting with people and I'll put in uh, some bong sounds and make it sound like he's talking to himself. And <laughs> he has, he has some pretty fucking hot takes on uh, once upon a time in Hollywood and scary stories to tell in the dark. I'll say that. Yeah. I, I nearly wet myself listening to that thing. <laughs> so funny oh my god he was i don't know if he was i don't know if he was fake mad or really mad uh we may never know because it was not mentioned on the last episode at all yeah it was was it yeah he know. said it was fucking stupid oh, that's right that's right <laughs> and it was fucking stupid he's not wrong uh, but i mean like what are you gonna do like all we have is content you know at this point, I'm just like, 
we got to keep the screencast feed going. Let's just feed it some content, and we'll 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 come back with proper proper screencast once we're, we're we're ironing things out, ironing out our schedules, and we'll we'll be coming back with proper screencast probably in January or you know in the end of the year here for sure. But just got it's like we got to keep we got to get some stuff in the feed for for 2019. No, for uh, sure, for sure. This is so, what yeah. like episode four. This yeah, is only like this is the fourth. Uh, it's nuts. It's fucking October, Sean. It's like the fifth one or something. Fifth one, maybe. Officially, officially, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, what are we? What are we talking about today? Uh, well, I had uh, I have no, I have no agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go. <laughs> I, I have no agenda. I have been, I have been narrating uh, the Brain Eaters by Gary Brandner, uh, the author of The Howling. And I've I hit the halfway mark right right before we hit record. I hit the halfway mark, and I'm hoping to kind of dig in and get this shit done. That's amazing. That's so next, cool. Weekend. That's so. so cool. Like for for real. That's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, Gary Brander's a real. I, I love full paper, paperbacks from hell are awesome. Like my favorite thing. Uh, I love that book. I love the covers, and the books are just fun. So to be doing one is, is pretty awesome sure do you i mean do you have the book paperbacks uh from hell the, yeah of course yeah beautiful and then yeah. do you buy because because they've released the um they've released some of the paperbacks they've gotten the rights to them and re-released well, yeah valancourt books uh is on their session two i think of, uh-huh. of these paperbacks from hell they're buying up the rights to some of these and um they're on the second one and they're, they've announced the titles, and I've I've signed up. This isn't a Valancourt title. This is by uh-huh. um, Encyclopocalypse Productions. Encyclopocalypse. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's my phone? Where's my phone here? But um, hold on one second. I'm trying to find uh, a text message here. Um, <laughs> um, so who who runs it is Mark Allen Miller, and he used he works worked with Clive Barker. He was uh-huh. responsible for the for the uh, um for the Nightbreed Blu-ray. He was responsible for the director's cut, producing that. Oh, the Cabal <laughs> version, not the Cabal version, but the Screen Factory released uh, Nightbreed director's cut. So he was involved with getting that actually made and out there and talking to Clive about it and. Uh, he ran Clive Barker's Twitter account. He ran Stan Lee's Twitter account. So the dude's like, and he's uh, he's producing something with Fangoria, uh, kind of a, a play with Barbara Cramp. Uh, yeah, Barbara Crampton is doing a voice in it. Um, so he's like doing some shit. So he, then he kind of spun off, and he bought all the rights to all of Gary Brandner's books except for The Howling. He's I guess working on those, so they're more expensive, and um, and some other ones. So he's releasing some kind of independent horror audiobooks and in print and uh, him and I have become buds and uh so I'm doing this so hopefully I'll there'll be more on the table with that what does that mean you guys become buds like what do you do you go out you get beer or you eat well he's in LA we, I, we actually we were gonna meet up for for beers and uh-huh. his, his wife got like super sick and uh like in the hospital sick and he's like oh I can't <laughs> meet up oh so, no but you know we text back and forth I keep he he's doing his thing I'm doing my thing and he, We'll touch base probably once, once a week since we did this, and I don't know. He's How very, sick does Jen guy. need to get before you're like, I can't go anywhere? Does she need to like cough something up? 
Like, <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? Like probably hospital. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, if it's like if it's like a business meeting, you know what I mean? And I had a mm-hmm. business meeting scheduled. Uh if she had like a like a little <laughs> cough, it it'd be fine. We'd make it Wait, work. one more but, time. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> It's, this this is what you can get, folks, if you buy the book. Sean <laughs> yeah, Drager narrates. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a it's a lot of pressure. The whole thing is like, man, I hope I don't fuck this thing up. It's like, <laughs> and I it's funny. I talk to other narrators, and they get they're getting the like another acquaintance of mine does the he's done a handful of the paperbacks from hell, and every time he gets one, he's like, I just hope I don't fuck it up. It's like he's like, I just I can't believe I'm doing this. I just don't want to to screw this thing up have people hate me so i don't know i guess that's every i think it's every creative person is just like i hope people like this i hope i don't fuck up right do you, do you guys all sound like you like do you sound like cool no, no, dudes no, no. that should be on the radio or no like so, like uh some no it, it that's the cool thing like the i'm working with a coach and she's trying to train me not to put on radio voice and not to try to perform to try to just talk normal like we're talking now and narrate the book like this but i'm like uh-huh. well, i'm a goofy ass like people don't want to hear me narrate a serious book in my you know my podcaster voice but um so she's working with me and kind of breaking that breaking all that down so it's weird it's all weird that's fun yeah that i mean that's hard to do though man like because i did stage acting i've done like screen acting and then when I do like podcasting, I always want to default to that like radio zoo like DJ voice, you know, where you're like, um, hey, everybody, <laughs> you know, where like you're kind of making fun of the bit. Yeah. And then you're kind of creating a, like a, a new bit on top of it. Like, I don't know. But then yeah. last night, Sarah and I were playing, um, we were playing a VHS board game, Nightmare, oh. you know, where you put in the VHS tape and you roll the dice and you're playing the game and then the dude fucking screams at you like to stop playing and you have to listen to him. <laughs> and then uh, th- like, that was fun. Cause I felt like I was back at theater where, I, you know, I wasn't putting on like a show for the, the, the podcast or whatever. And um, I, don't, I don't know. It's hard to untrain yourself. Like once you've, you know, you've done what 168, episodes of screamcast like yeah it's hard to untrain yourself and then because uh, you want to yell like uh-huh. you want and like narration you're supposed to, you're supposed to be narrating it the narrating the book like not and he walked into the office and saw the you know it's like you can't do that and i i don't do that by the way i probably you know i probably narrate most of my stuff like this but even this like i feel like i'm talking too loud now that i've been trying to dial it back would, would you say that it sounds like you might be reading porn to your grandson? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a that was a lovely review of the fetishists. Um from someone I believe who used to listen to the show. Or they still do. I don't know. Um, but I got a chuckle out of that. I, I'm learning to laugh at the negative reviews. And uh we got one today for the Gordon. I'm sorry, this is turning into the audiobook cast, and Brad would normally shut this shit down, but no. Brad's but, not uh, here. Fuck Brad. But, uh, like, but we're... I, Isaac Thorne, who this listens. This is what we got to talk about. Isaac Thorne, who listens to the show, he, uh-huh. he does his own podcast stuff, and he's an author, wrote a book called The Gordon Place, and it's awesome. Like, um, yeah. it's an awesome kind of Stephen King ish 
uh, vibe-ish, you know, book, kind of about a, a nice little twist on Supernatural. And of course, two of the characters are like, are, are, are snowflake liberals, according to conservatives. Uh, and there's a rant in like, in chapter two by the character who is a liberal gay man who grew up in small, in a small Southern uh, Tennessee town. And of course he's ranting against this town because they're heading to it to, to, uh, to do a stupid little haunted house story. They're newscasters and he's like a cameraman. So he has this rant, this anti-Trump uh, rant and it's from the character's point of view. And what some people like don't understand, like especially, especially with novels, they're written from that character's perspective, even though it's like third person, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll, you're in their head all the time. Whoever is the center of the chapter, right? Or, or the section of the chapter, you're in their head. So of course, you know, like he's, you know, he's like, he hates what Trump's done to this country. He hates all this stuff. And uh, he's making a point uh, from his perspective. And it's once the kind of far right conservative people will hear that chapter, they freak out and they'll either stop listening or they'll have a, a different perspective of the book from there on out and just hate it. Mm-hmm. And we got well, he's one gay, Sean. And, Yeah. He's, he's gay and he's liberal. Yeah. Liberal and he's gay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got one review today that said, uh, uh, conservative are racist. And then it went to rant on how liberals think all conservatives are racist. But the review fair. was very Honestly, racist. fair enough, because all conservatives <laughs> are racist. Fair enough. Well, yeah, which is funny. That was the subject. <laughs> but it's funny because you see some of these reviews and like some of them are like, I, I can't believe this book is telling me not to hate black people. You know, basically. Uh, it's like, this book's telling me what to do. And it's like, well, if you read the book, you understand that like, you know, no one's telling you what to do. This is all from perspectives of each character you kind of take whatever you want from the story but the main point of the story is don't be a fucking asshole like that's the whole if there's a message to to a scary story but also you don't have to listen to the book if you already don't like black people then you know you're already a racist so there you go that's right there in the summary and Uh and isaac thorne even did a little note from the author at the beginning and people even hate that and then, but then they keep listening. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, so. on Medius Res, we get we get um, an occasional bad review. That, well, there's a weird thing where uh, the people that review the movie, it's like most of the time, if they're ladies, uh, or <laughs> as Brad calls them, females. <laughs> you were, on, were you on that text thread today? Yeah, that's pretty funny. Female. I don't know what that is. Like he keeps hey, saying females. Hey, all females. <laughs> I know. I'm like females. I don't know. But uh, I, apparently, if you're a female, you like the movie, and if you're male, you do not like the movie. There's really? this weird discrepancy on IMDb where it's like um, women are like 9.0 out of 10, and like males are like 4.0 out of 10, and we have all these conspiracy theories. Like why? <laughs> it, it's mostly. I think that, you know, the ladies like Mike D. That's what I got to say. And they like the D. I, they like the D. Yes, I'm right, right there. I'm in the right. movie. I don't know. <laughs> I wrote it. I produced it. I don't know. But um, Hey, dude, by the way, 
I'm I'm a dude, and I I loved it. <clears throat> I love Medias Res. You like and the movie? I like the movie. And dude, uh, you're a good actor. Like, there's like the you do these subtle things with your eyes every now and then that I'm just like, man. I was like, I'm watching it. I'm like, God damn it, that part right there, Mike. That was awesome. So yeah, it's I don't know. I mean. People, I don't know why people are hating on it. Some people don't, I guess, understand like independent cinema. Like, but dude, for an independent flick, man, it's like it looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, it only costs like a couple thousand dollars to make, you know. And it was um, like three of us. It was Sarah, <laughs> myself, and Ed. Like most of the time, and we had a cast of like fifty that would like come in and out. So whatever, it's like a fun project. Um, and of course, I'm joking about the like white people like it or don't like it. But um, God, what am I saying? Oh, but we've gotten we've gotten some bad reviews. Um, it's not many. It's like it's like here or there. It's on Letterbox, and all the dudes look the same. Oh, that was a that's what I was. Gonna <laughs> do. All the dudes look the same. So there's like a fun thing you can do on social media where you can look at how people are, and you can like frame them up against like other people that say similar things and then huh. you're like oh this person doesn't like the movie this person doesn't like the movie and you're like computer cross-reference uh <laughs> douchebag one and db2 and then you put them together and you're like oh the neck beard goes to the same <laughs> region there, there <laughs> is you're like, a, yeah there cool. is a douchebag look like yes there is a look yes and 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 in and, and every Every geographic location is different. I'm sure Northern California is different than Southern California, but here, I mean, and this is just, look, look at, yeah, we're sizing people up based on how they look, which is a kind of a fucked up thing to do. But, uh, you know, I would say, you know, maybe 80% of the time I'm right. And I've been like here in Southern California, it's the Dickies shorts. It's the black socks with the vans. Uh, and then a flat bill hat with some, you know, motocross logo or something across the top. Well, Sometimes, I feel personally attacked, but still, you? you're you're defending me. So, <laughs> are you wearing a flat bill hat right now? Well, yeah. I mean, the one the one I have right now, Sean. And I'm not making this up. I'll send you a picture on Twitter. <laughs> we're not. We're, we're not. Yeah, we're not video chatting. We're only audio. Chatting, so. <laughs> you can't see it, but I have a Vampira hat. <laughs> well, Vampira is not a bro brand, right? Right, but it's flat Vampira's bill. A move. It's okay. I, now, I usually uh, bend my bill, but I, I'm not bending this one because on the, the bottom of the bill, it says Vampira, mm. and it says established 1954. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, uh, so look at there, there's some, some, we're crossing the streams here, obviously. Things are, flat bill hats are kind of getting more into the culture. Now, mm -hmm. let me ask you this. Do you tuck your ears into the hat? No, fuck no. That, that's a, that's a thing. So look, that maybe that's the telling thing now. If you tuck your ears into your flat bill hat, fuck you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And I apologize <laughs> if you actually are a nice person listening to this podcast and you do that. I am sorry. But look, but listen, it looks ridiculous. And my wife and I, every time we're out, we, we comment on it. Our one of our servers at a restaurant, ears tucked into the hat. I did that when I was eight. Cause my head was too small. What, you had a tiny head? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. How'd you get me a tiny hats, head? Uh, me and hats, 
like we're not, you know, we're not compatible for a while. Baseball was a very hard sport for me. Baseball? Well, because you had to wear a hat. And I had to like put my Baseball's hat on. Baseball's like, difficult because you have to wear a hat? It, <laughs> it, it, was, it was embarrassing because I, I didn't like wearing the hats. I had to tuck my little ears into the hat and it was just this big thing on top of my head. Wait, your ears are tiny? Why are you tucking them into a hat? Like you'd think you'd tuck a thing that was big. I my head was small. Your head was small. Your ears were small. Your hat was big, and then you tuck your ears into the hat, sir. Yes. Yeah, I got I, I, I have pictures somewhere. My mom does. They're they're my mom's house. Now's a good point to point out that uh, Sean is kind of adorable. If you've never seen a picture of Sean, look him up. He's a good-looking <laughs> man. <laughs> um, he obviously has a great voice for uh, radio and books, but um, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about right now. <laughs> you had a tiny head, and yeah. your ears were small, and you tucked them into it. Well, my, my ears must have been big for my. Your head. ears were big. Okay, that makes sense. If your ears, uh, all were I know big, is, all I know is, I couldn't put the hat like, oh, like in, you know, in between my ears and my head. I had to just tuck my ears because the hat was so big and I had it on the smallest setting. I don't know. It's been a long time. Are we going to talk about movies? We've, no. Uh, this is, so far, no, this is I don't want to. Sean and Mike plug their shit. Um, no. Sean, I talk to you. Like, honestly, you and I have a text thread. You and I go back and forth. I think very rarely you and I talk about movies. And I'm we, like, I, I just want to talk to Sean. Like, I, love I know. Sean. This is basically uh, the Sean and Mike love fest. That's, I mean... We really don't like. It's funny because, yeah, we you and I really don't talk about movies. Does that mean you and I we don't watch movies? I wa- I, I watch movies. I watch a lot of movies. I, I think tell you, you too. But... I am I am watching uh, uh-huh. Carnival Carnival Row right now on Amazon Prime. That's a TV show, right? TV show, but I haven't, damn, I haven't seen that. Can I tell you good. what I know about Carnival Row? Yes. Uh, I was at a Jack in the Box in. <laughs> Vallejo, California, <laughs> and I, I was sitting there, and oh, I'm on this new diet. It's like, well, it's not new to anybody else, but it's like a elimination diet. So I'm taking things that I don't want to eat out, right? Okay. You know? So I'm sitting there. I'm just eating the beef patty, the lettuce, the tomato. I'm like <laughs> eating it with a fork and shit. No condiments. And <laughs> at, a jack, here, at a jack in the box. At a at a fucking jack in the box. <laughs> And I'm overhearing this conversation and this dude's like, this dude's like been watching that carnival row. Oh no. Well, he's like an old guy. He's like, uh, you know, maybe 70 years old. And then a super young guy that I thought was maybe his son or something, but maybe a subordinate at work. I don't know. But the young guy's like, what's that? And he's like, it's a show on Amazon. And the guy's like, how do you get Amazon? And then the whole conversation (laughs) tailed into like, how, how do you get a streaming service to show you these things that no one's ever heard of? But then at the end of it, the guy's like, do you like the show? And then uh, the old guy's like, yeah, it's really good. I thought the cinematography was bad the first episode because I couldn't see it. It was dark, but then it got better. That's all I know about Carnival Row. Well, the guy's full of shit. He probably needs to adjust his TV set because it looks gorgeous. <clears throat> um, the cinematography is great. Oh, dude, it's it's one of the, probably one of the best uh, looking TV shows I've seen. The effects are top notch because they got, you know, it's it's like 
it's like dark fantasy, right? So you got basically, you know, uh, everyone has converged into this kind of a slums area called Carnival Row. There's, of course, upper class political stuff going on. But the row is basically like, I don't know. Um, oh, you know, what's what's the, uh, you know, Gangs of New York, right? It feels like Gangs of New York mm-hmm. uh, mixed with like fantasy creatures. So there's fae fairies uh, who've been kicked out of their land. And uh, they are all, they're all not allowed to fly, um, but they do, of course. <laughs> and, uh, um, Say that part one more time. <laughs> Who gets kicked out? The fairies get kicked out of their land based on, because of a big war. The, the, they can't, you know. and, and they can't fly. Like, the fairies <laughs> are fucking grounded. They're grounded because, like, I, I guess it's against the law to fly. See, that's the one. My one criticism on the show is the beginning of the show opens uh-huh. with a bunch of a bunch of fairies running away from soldiers, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Like, being gunned down left <laughs> and right, and they're in a they're in a forest, but it's not it's not like a dense forest, uh-huh. and none of them fly. Like, they're- none of them fly away. They're fairies. I mean, that's kind of like they, the first thing you do. The so, uh, so there's a criticism there, and I haven't found out like as far as that went. Like, why they're in their land? Why can they they can fly? And then there's another uh, part. Are you of the show. fucked up. Like, did you write someone about this? Are you like, why can't the fairies fucking fly? I don't think I was high enough to watch to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but then there's another scene where. Uh, there's like fairy gangsters and one of them fails and they shove it off the, uh, the top of a balcony of a, of a giant building. And I'm like, the fairy has wings. Why did it fly? Because it falls to its death. And it's firmly established the fairies have wings. Yeah, and they fly. Because our main character gets yelled for flying. Hmm. And she jumps off the very same balcony and flies. Hmm. So, so there's there's a couple things that that's bothering me, but as far as the look of it and everything, Orlando Bloom kicks ass. Um, oh, he's in the show, Orlando yeah, he's, Bloom. He's really really good in it too. From Elizabethtown. Yeah. No, he's really good. The same. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun with it, but yeah, there there is some inconsistency inconsistencies with the fairies flying because it's like they have wings, <laughs> they're there. Uh-huh. Like, why, uh-huh. why there's there's a few it's, it, there's two instances where fairies could have avoided plummeting to their deaths uh-huh. oh. you should write a strongly worded uh, like letter to the editor you should be like sir these fairies should be alive man <laughs> you murdered hosts of fairies just you for your murdered show. innocent fairies sir <laughs> i tell you sir i say to you sir i said good day <laughs> I said good day, sir. I say good day. Um, so what, what's what's a recent movie you've seen? Have you seen any any good movies, Mike? Um, well, uh, I I watched uh, not uh, oh not nine and a half weeks. Excuse me. I watched Wild Orchid, the uh, the Mickey oh. Rourke fucks everybody movie, uh, with a young yeah. Bruce Greenwood. So that's uh, that's a sexy one. I'm saving that for a Splat House though. Very Sorry. nice. You canceled a screaming pod, so I can't promote it. <laughs> but, it but it's on F This Movie. No, uh, I was, was going to say, uh, F This Movie picked up Splathouse. You're, you're, you did. You're, better, and then, you're in better hands. 
way better. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Patrick doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> but um, but if you've um, if you've ever seen my partner and uh, and co-host and best friend uh, Sarah, um, you'll know that she's <laughs> a beautiful woman that loves Mickey Rourke and um sometimes forces me to watch things where mickey work fucks other things so nice so there's that that's a that's his own genre that's yes you know what i watched last night though sean and i do want to talk about it for a short uh couple of few and maybe you've seen it in the last few years or maybe you want to hear about the new uh blu-ray but i watched the stand oh i have it on uh is it out on Blu-ray? I, I must it have is. Ordered it. Um, so they did a new Blu-ray because Mick Garris shot it on 35. And um, all we had for a while was the, um, it was like Republic Pictures or Columbia CBS, like put it out like on the, the video transfer of the 35 of the, the TV broadcast. And that's kind of cool because it kind of, at least in my opinion, it mimics like what it looked like on TV in um, 1994. But mm. a Blu-ray came out this week that looks legit like a goddamn fucking movie. And uh, and if you're a fan of Mick Garris or his Stephen King adaptations, um, this is a fun one to pick up. Because outside of Sleepwalkers, like he hasn't had many theatrical uh, exhibitions of, of his work. Mm. And I mean, especially on, on a film format. And what they did was they did a, a beautiful restoration. Oh, you, you know what, Sean? You're a big uh, Star Trek fan, right? Yeah. So CBS, they, they did the uh, the restorations of Next Gen and um, the original <clears throat> series. They did the same thing for, for The Stand. It looks beautiful. Did, did they... Uh... <clears throat> Well, was there any CG effects or anything? Did they update any like effects? Because that, that's no, that's they, they didn't. Did. No, they didn't update effects, and and okay. there wasn't like the weird thing with. Yeah, I know what you're saying with like, um, uh, God, even on like modern like Joss Whedon shows like Firefly or whatever, like they do effects in, um, like they do effects in like 480, and then the show is shot in like 1080. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't match up, and you'd be like, "What the fuck is it?" No, there's none of that. Um, it, it's all pretty practical. Okay, yeah, that's why I, I figured. I think it was done early enough that it was pretty practical. Yeah, that's what they did with uh, Next Generation, for sure. They had to, because they couldn't bring it to Blu-ray because all the effects were done in 480. So they'd be like, well, fuck it. I guess we just got to redo these. Yeah, no, but... <clears throat> and we should not use this five seconds to slander Next Gen, because that... That fucking Blu-ray presentation is amazing. Oh, I'm not slandering. I, I actually, I love it. I, I, I'm glad they did it because, you know, they, yeah. I even I even like that they did that on the original Star Trek. Some people, there's purists that don't, but I'm like, they did, if you're going to do it, if you're going to George Lucas it <laughs> and add new effects, uh, I feel like they did it right. They kind of... Uh, no, for sure. The George Lucas scene on the original series is amazing, though. Like yeah. where they have the CGI ship come out and yeah, no, that that's great. I like that. But um, but what they did was um they presented all the original special features on the, the Blu-ray. So what I did, because I'm a big commentary nut, um, we'll talk about Fanatic in a second, right, John? Are we gonna talk about Fanatic? Yeah. Okay. 
so oh, i'm a big are. i'm a big commentary nut. i did a commentary for fanatic but um <laughs> but my, listen to that my thing here is like i love the uh the commentary for the stand because they have stephen king they have mick garris and then they have my my dude uh the the fucking rapist rob Lowe. they have him do some <laughs> commentary Christ. too and like wow. it was it's wild man because it's 1994 commentary so it's only like okay. a couple years removed from um like rob Lowe's right descent you know like when he was yeah. hosting the academy awards and he's like maybe <laughs> maybe i can keep this thing going and i'll <laughs> fuck snow white or something but um is, is stephen king still in his coke days uh or no he, no no not, at this not in his maximum overdrive days no no not at all because this is like 94 but there is a beautiful you know what um fans of garris and uh king would like nowadays is hearing there's like a maybe 10 minute segment where they talk about joe bob briggs because um there's a character in obviously the novel called joe bob a sheriff and stephen king was like wouldn't it be cool if we got the the driving critic joe bob briggs to play joe bob and they talk about Joe Bob. They talk about his, uh, of course, his like real alias, John Bloom, and what he does in real life outside of just reviewing movies, which which I think is like a thing that people don't talk about. Sean, fucking yeah. John Bloom, Joe Bob Briggs, he's nominated for the like Pulitzer Prize in journalism. Wow. What? Did you, you didn't know that? No. No, he wrote an amazing book in, um, god damn, uh, 2016 about, uh, it's about um, an element that the government was trying to get the rights to, but like other, because of capitalism, like other people own the rights to it. And it was like the struggle of the government trying to get the right, but he wrote a huge novel a, a, a nonfiction novel about uh, about this event that was nuts, nuts, and he was nominated for the Pulitzer Prize for it. And that's actually how I met him, because wow. his journalist or not his journalist, his manager sent me to like a reading that he was doing in Mountain View or whatever in Northern California. So I went out, did that, and then while I was there. I could prove this with pictures, by the way. While I was there, he met um, his male girl that he uses on the last drive-in that night. He met her for the first time that night. No way. Yes way. I have a picture with me and her. Uh, I, I think at the time she was known by the porn name Diana Prince. But she's behind me. And I'm about to go up to John. That's Joe Bob's real name um anyway but i thought it was hilarious because i was like who the fuck was that girl like why was that girl like meeting with him for so long because i bought him a cup of coffee and we talked about texas chainsaw massacre and hell high and samurai cop and a bunch of other things but i'm like who was that person and then now she's the fucking male girl on his shutter show oh nut crazy how life just comes together people just connect all right, ready? For what? What are we doing? Fanatic? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Fanatic.
Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Fanatic cast. Holy shit. Um, if you haven't seen Fanatic. Yeah. Uh, starring John Tabolton. Directed by um, um, uh, mm, Fred fucking Durst. Mm-hmm. You need to gotta have faith. <clears throat> you need to stop this you episode. You gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. The. You need to stop this episode and, and, and watch Fanatic before you listen any any further. Because what what a movie. What a movie. Um holy shit. I didn't, you know, and I wasn't even gonna watch it because I was like, ah, until you. My Mike D, uh, were raving about it. So, what was it? What is it specifically that um, that you think did it for you with Fanatic? So, the thing for me with Fanatic is that there seems to be online. There seems to be this like, uh, well, there's like a Nick Cage renaissance where like anything <laughs> Nick Cage does is great. Uh-huh. But there's also this like quiet thing happening in the corner where like John Travolta is doing similar work. To be 100 percent honest, he's mm-hmm. doing similar work, and uh, and people I think are like super quiet about it. And I'm like very interested in what John Travolta is doing. And uh, he had been shooting this movie for years um, that was called Moose, and I'd seen like a couple pictures uh-huh. where. He's wearing print shorts and like some fucking Tommy Bahama shirt or like he works at Pixar or something, some Hawaiian (laughs) shirt, right? And uh, he has these shaved sides on his head and he's he's playing a fan of of an action star. So I'm like, what the fuck is that? Because this seems, honestly, it seems more bold in my mind than the choices Nick Cage is making. I love Nick Cage. I love Between Worlds. I love fucking Mandy. I love Joe. I love I love what Nick Cage is doing. But I'm looking at John Travolta, especially coming off Gaudy, and I'm like, <laughs> what is this move? Like, how do you go from playing like the sexy mobster, like Oscar maybe wannabe <laughs> performance to to this? And I'm like, I'm very curious what this is. And I, I um uh, you know, I made a joke earlier. I was singing "Faith" by George Michael, but <laughs> of course, Fred Durst <laughs> remade it famous in 1998. But um, but Fred Durst, the lead singer of Limp Biscuit, is the writer director of this movie, and he's he's a person, and I'm not making fun at all, but he's a person I'm very interested in. Oh no, me too, man. I'm very I'm very curious by by Fred Durst and. I'm not to say that like ironically or like in a hipster sense or whatever, but, um, but, but he's a very curious person to me as a, as a pop personality, as a filmmaker, as a voice. And I was like, I want to see this fucking horror movie. All right. You know, quote unquote horror movie that, uh, that Fred Durst is making. And um, God, it was going to, Sean, do you remember it was going to premiere at con? And they yeah. canceled it. And then they said shortly after the cancellation at Con, they're like, oh, it'll come to Amazon or whatever. Yeah, so it was, um, I think it was Netflix. So it was the original rumor was Netflix. Yeah, they didn't they didn't give a date or anything. But my my boy and I uh 
Edwin. I live I live with uh, my director, my co-writer director. But um, we we found out we're like, oh, they just fucking dumped it <laughs> on Amazon, and like we were we were up in its ass, like like <laughs> fucking. No, no, like no shit. Like Ted Danson and Kirstie Alley, we were up in <laughs> its ass. And then we watched it, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Because we loved, um, we loved Gotti. Because Screamcast has become Gotti cast. <laughs> I still need to see it. I you can't haven't seen Gotti? No, I, but I need to because Brad gave it like this rave review, and I'm like, "What are we movie pass now?" Because no, movie pass was all about. Sean, Gotti's but sunk movie Like I, I love Brad, but sometimes, like when he he goes into like full critic, I'm like, what the fuck is Brad talking about? I love Brad, <laughs> but um, but when he talks about Gotti, he's a hundred percent correct. Like the shit where he's like, you won't believe this needle drop or like <laughs> this choice or like you won't, you will not. Like even if he tells you or I tell you like in a in advance, you won't see it coming. Um, and then I was like, what the fuck? Like, how do you beat Gotti? And then <laughs> the answer to how do you beat Gotti? The fanatic. The yeah. fanatic is nuts. Cause and Dr- the best thing about the fanatic, Sean, yeah. it's like 80 minutes long. <laughs> oh, it's no, it's, it it's, is the shortest movie I've ever seen. Perfect. You know, it's, it's perfect for a movie. You're like on the fence on watching, you know what I mean? And like, it's like, why wouldn't you give this a shot? It's only 80 minutes. Just give it a watch. <laughs> give it a whirl. <clears throat> but no, he's... Travolta's cranked up to 11 here. And, you know, there was the... Uh, in Tropic Thunder, of course, there's the joke, you know, do you never go full retard, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the joke that Travolta's going full retard here because he's obviously... He is playing someone who is... And I apologize for the use of that word, but I'm just quoting uh, uh, Tropic Thunder. Do you say this because you know I'm a hero? I'm a special education. No, I know, I know, and I and it's I literally you know, what I do every day. <laughs> I know, and I I love that, uh-huh. and I respect that. Uh, oh, do you? I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do. I actually have a cousin who is uh, who special needs as well. Oh, you have a cousin who's retarded. That's what you're <laughs> no. God damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, good God uh-huh. Almighty, good God Almighty. Um, but uh, he's he's cranking it here, and I'm not sure, like, because obviously Moose is not a hundred percent there. Um, was 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 what I gather. It's what they're trying. He's a hundred percent on the spectrum, though. Yes. Yes. Like, no, you're you're not wrong in that he's special needs, quote unquote. But he's yeah. He's on the autistic spectrum for sure. Right. And that's what I gather, but I'm, but I'm wondering, I'm wondering like, did he overplay it or is he, you know what I mean? Like, is it, is it cause people are criticizing his performance saying he's really They're Wait, they're criticizing John Travolta in uh, the fanatic. <laughs> yes. They're wasting their fucking time. <laughs> he's amazing <laughs> in that movie. Yeah, I agree. I am. I agree with you there. He like for real though. Like if it's in earnest or if it's like whatever, 
some of his line readings are the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> but there's like, but but there is like a fine line between like funny and like earnest. I I, I yeah. think that's what I mean to say. In I, that, like, but I think his character would say this stuff. I yes. I hundred I hundred percent yes. believed yes. his character 100. would tell somebody he was gonna cut his head off like Freddy Krueger and, and uh-huh. kick it across the on the ground or uh-huh. <laughs> 100% yeah. believe that. And it's, and it's yes. That thank you Sean. And, that's and I got that a poo. is exactly I got a poo. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Can't talk long. I got a poo. Yes. <laughs> he, he would say that's that. the first line of the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can't talk long. I got to take a poo. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first line of the movie. God damn. But um, but I think everyone should see the fanatic. Honestly, I think everyone should see it. And there's there's some bullshit reviews online where they're like, oh, it's middling, or it's, or it's <laughs> no. You should watch the fanatic. You should watch it because honestly, it's seventy minutes. Who the fuck cares? It, like, if if you're embarrassed by your like. Um, husband or wife seeing that you've done this please just go get like a visa like gift card I don't know from (laughs) Safeway or Vons or something and then put that into your Amazon or Vudu and then rent it that way but it is an amazing movie it's it's so bad shit but it's like it's like the bad shit that I like like I'll give a movie props if it just gets weird and goes for it like um um <clears throat> somebody was talking about a movie the other day uh-huh. uh, uh um god damn it what's the movie called something about water i can't think right the, now the weight of water <laughs> not the weight of water the water watcher what's the damn. one with russell crow uh, oh, didn't I... russell crow and direct a movie <clears throat> about a water in australia that eli roth produced what is that the weight of water i don't know it's water so heavy uh, a cure uh-huh. for, a cure for wellness oh what I'm thinking of. The, the, that's what the, you're thinking of that's a good this, movie the director of velociraptor <laughs> was making was online the other day uh-huh. and i'm sure velociraptor is funny him and i have talked online i'm sure he's a good guy um pastor Velocipastor. God damn it. I'm <clears throat> it's like it's wild eye. It's from Sh- it's from Brad, like Velocipastor. Velocipastor. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. The director of Velocipastor. Sure. Making fun of a cure for wellness by Gore Verbinski. Really? Which, yes. Which I think is one of the finer modern horror movies. And one of, and I, I think it was wrongly panned. Uh, I think it's a really awesome flick. I'm a, I'm a fan of A Cure for Wellness, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> so anyway, I like a movie that maybe it's a little bit long. Maybe people just don't have time. It's a long movie. So look, The Fanatic is fucking short, and it gets fucking weird as shit. It's like in all the right ways. And even there's even a, Fred Durst, of course, gets a Limp Biscuit song into the movie. By by our lead, uh, the the guy that plays the action hero is talking to his son. You like Limp Biscuit? <laughs> that is nuts, Sean. That is insane. When he turns to his son and he's like, 
you like Limp Biscuit?" And I'm like, <laughs> I looked at Ed, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Are they doing this? Are we breaking this fourth wall? Like, because it's, it's only like 20 minutes into the movie. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? Yeah, but it's um, Devin Sawa plays uh, Hunter Dunbar. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Dunbar. Hunter, Hunter Dunbar. But like literally, Sean, their names are Moose and Hunter. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> it's so good. It um there's there's a scene in this film that I mm-hmm. was um literally on the edge of my seat nervous. And it's very there's a scene like this in the Robin Williams movie One Hour Photo. Um, but I think it's a dream in one hour photo. Here it's really happening. And I also was one hour photo is a Mark Romantic movie. Yeah. Like a good a good like season director yeah uh-huh yeah the the scene where robin williams is like taking a shit in like the person's house <laughs> uh-huh. uh they do this in the fanatic that that same kind of scenario and it's fuck it's i um but they like take it to the next level and it's wonderfully done i was i was uh i was i was legitimately nervous on how it would play out that scene how, that seems nuts though like where um john travolta's in the house and they're kind of like playing through the scenarios and then because there's a bit with devin sawa or depending on who you listen to devin soya <laughs> uh where i i honestly think that's a that's a drag but anyway but uh but there's there's a bit where he he's like brushing his teeth yeah. and then and then wh- what does he say to his son like Devin Sawyer is like uh you spit in the sink or there's like a weird thing where John Travolta spits in the sink and like maybe the kid doesn't like how am I remembering this Sean there's a weird thing or, where like he's using like the toothbrush yeah. from the kid yeah Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, no. I don't fucking know. Watch it's a seventy minute movie. <clears throat> fucking watch it. Watch it. Oh man. <clears throat> All right, let's do one uh, more movie. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We did sure, we did what? Movie. Two movies? I don't know. Yeah, we we did you know, talk a little bit about the stand and wild orchid and stuff. We can do uh uh-huh. do a fanatic and uh I'm trying to think like if there's anything I've was I've watched and been as like, like insanely excited about. It. I don't I don't I don't really? keep track I don't keep track of what I watch. You know? I just I don't know. Well I've been well one thing is uh the uh the August package of vinegar syndrome was amazing. And uh and one one big thing with me and Ed in this apartment is Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh yes. <clears throat> Let's talk about Hell Comes to Frogtown. Cause that oh, release... Honestly, like it's amazing. Cause well, you and I both know Brad personally, and it's it's like super cute to see him like on a text thread months ago talk about like Hell Comes to Frogtown, and we're like, "Fuck you! You don't have Hell Hell Comes to Frogtown." And then like August rolls around, and it it fucking comes out, and we all pay for it, and we love it and shit. But like, it's nuts. 
it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I have the I have the Arrow Blu-ray, um, but I think which is great. And uh, but man, oh man, like there, I don't really like slipcases, but God damn it, Vinegar Syndrome, like making me like their freaking slip boxes. <laughs> this thing's that like box nuts. Is nuts. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Sean, I put my dick in that box, and then I told Ed to shoot my my dick yeah. with a gun. So and then you have to kind of happened. You have to kind of shake the 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 Blu-ray out, right? Because I almost ripped it apart. Because mm-hmm. you you take off the weird triangle top, and then it's the the Blu-ray case is in there. <clears throat> and I was thinking like it all came apart. No, you have to kind of like just boop, just plop it out into your hand. You know, like your dick, um, and uh, and then you can watch the movie. But uh, but they're they're taking these uh, slipcases just to the next level, and it's ridiculous. And fuck them for it, because now I can't imagine owning it without w- the stupid cover that they made. <laughs> so, but you have the Arrow one. Yeah, the the UK version. Yeah, the UK one. So what's it, what's the difference between that and the? I, I would imagine special features. I'm I haven't <laughs> compared. I'm not a fucking. I'm not a. I'm not a Blu-ray nerd like Blu-ray.com and just wait. What screen. do you wait? Like I'm gonna compare Blue, both screenshots. Sean, and both Sean calm down. It's called Blue-Ray.com. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Blue-Ray.com. Uh, where I would compare two different screenshots to two different releases and mm. look at the bit rate and think oh and then crown a winner i don't i don't i watch i own the movies that i like and i i watch them do you do um, you feel bad alienating uh, uh, uh brian sour and rob galuzzo when you say <laughs> things like that? no they, they can do what they want it's fine i'm just, I just <laughs> it's fine i just i don't care i i'm the person that like i collected comics but i read them you know what i mean like wow okay whoa, what uh-huh. Because I've known collectors and I, I collect things, but I collect things that like like that I want to watch and read and you know, toys that I want to play with. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I've never Sean, like, what I'm toys gonna... do you want to play with? Like how old are you? You're like 42, right? 41. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't really buy toys anymore unless they Right. Break. Well what toys do you want to play with, buddy? <laughs> what? Well, when you think about it, when you're like on the toilet or like you have a second to think to yourself, you're like, I want to play with a fucking toy. What toy is that? Transformers, probably, or Transformers, or okay. Star Wars, or original Star Wars toys. Okay. Mainly the ones I couldn't have as a kid because my parents said we were poor. And, so like the Mego? Is, is that the one that, right? The, the Mego? Freaking uh, the, the, the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon uh, giant spaceship toy. Wait, do you say Falcon or Falcon? <laughs> I, I'll go in both. I, I'll say both, but then I always catch myself and say Falcon. It's Falcon, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. I think so. But anyway, so anyway, so I collect things, but I don't, uh-huh. I'm not like, I'm not, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't want my kid wiping their boogers on it or anything, but I, I tease my kids, that, you know, you respect what you collect, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to watch the thing and I'm not uh-huh. going to, compare it and if it looks shitty i'll be like well that looks shitty hopefully somebody does it justice someday but i'm not gonna obsess over it the, the only thing i really 
the only thing really right now that I'm really obsessing over is I just I want the Abyss on Blu-ray and True Lies, and James the what? Cameron, no, I want, the Abyss. I, I want the yeah. Abyss because uh-huh. it's had a it's had a it's never had a good release. It's had VHS, a shitty DVD, and that's it. Like, like it didn't even go like widescreen. You know, anamorphic. It's like it's ridiculous. And fuck, fuck you, James Cameron. Same thing with True Lies. Never had a good uh, anamorphic widescreen release. DVD looks like shit. Those like those are those are the last two things that I really want on Blu-ray. Everything else is gravy. So that, that's, okay. the kind of, that's the kind of collector I am. <clears throat> I, so. I remember in uh, goddamn maybe like ninth, tenth grade, I had um, I had a uh, marine biology teacher, Mister Bates, and Mister Bates was out for he was out for like two weeks, and uh, and all that was left. Uh, as far as the subplans go, where watch the abyss and watch Waterworld. <laughs> so I, so for literally like two weeks, it was probably more than that. Like ever, I had in seventh period, so that was maybe like two o'clock in the afternoon. Like the teacher would alternate between the abyss, Holy like shit. watching like um homegirl like mary who who was it, it was mary elizabeth uh, mastriano right i think so yeah like watching her die and then uh, and then and her, like life to, yeah and then and then the 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 flip side was um kevin costner drinking piss and then <laughs> and then fucking thora birch like discovering this new world or whatever Oh my god! But, like, but literally for like two weeks, I would only watch The Abyss or Waterworld, and it it came to a point where the teacher would put it on, and people and like the kids in the class would be like, Ugh! and then <laughs> I would pretend like we've never fucking seen it, and then I'd be like, "What movie is this?" You know? <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. Maybe it's my claim to fame. <clears throat> I'm not funny. sure, but. So, uh, so yeah, how comes to Frogtown? Um, I mean, it's good, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. The first time I ever heard of Hell Comes to Frogtown was in. I was reading a magazine, and um, gosh, what magazine was it? Anyway, the singer of of a metal band I really liked, and I can't think of their name right now. Shit. Newfound um, Glory, not Newfound Glory. No, they were like they were like, they were like kind of they were like a southern rock. They were like a southern metal. Oh gosh. Um. Oh gosh. No, no, no. I I can't think of the name. Anyway, so the lead singer had a little section where he wrote about movies in this magazine, and uh, he wrote about Hell Comes to Frogtown because they would like you know find movies on the road, and that's you know a lot of touring bands like. You, get, you, need, you, need, you need to kill a lot of time. So you're always kind of watching movies and, and everything. And uh, he recommended Hell Comes to Frogtown. So I, I rented it on Netflix. Back uh-huh. when you used to rent discs. And I watched it and I fucking fell in love with this crazy movie about a man, the last, his last man on earth, the last fertile man on earth. Fertile uh, as fuck, by the way. Huh? Fertile as fuck, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, then there's, there's something about like uh, 
a frog dick or something in the movie. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm sold. I'm totally sold in this movie. So, and of course, Roddy, you know, Roddy Piper. Sean, have you seen uh, Midsummer? <laughs> I have not. I, uh, I have not. I ordered the director's cut from the UK because it is only an iTunes exclusive. Oh. Uh, it's just kind of fucked up. Well, well I wanted to see weird... the, uh, the director's cut for sure, but like, that's so. Wait, you got a physical thing of it, or a what? Like a physical disc? Of... Yeah, from the UK of the director's cut. Oh, all right. Like, okay, cool. Um, it's well, weird. We're we're living in a weird time. Where, yeah, we like, are. The, like, here's the Blu-ray. Oh, by the way, you want the director's cut? Yeah, you got to buy it on iTunes. Who the fuck uses iTunes anymore? Because is, is iTunes streaming now? I don't under, I don't know. I, I haven't used, I use Vudu for like everything. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I've, I've been around where iTunes is like being used, but then I'm like, oh, let's watch, uh, <laughs> I'm like, let's watch Midsummer. It has the director's cut. And they're like, no one fucking uses iTunes. And I'm like, then why the fuck are we watching movies on? It doesn't make sense. Is what I gotta say. <laughs> That's a weird movie to get like a weird exclusive too, like Midsummer. But you haven't you haven't seen it at all. I haven't seen it at all. I actually, um, Fangoria came in the mail and they had the front page for Midsummer, and I I have stored that Fangoria until I watch Midsummer. I will not open up that Fangoria magazine. Oh, do you know I'm in that Fangoria? Yes. Oh, you did? You knew yeah. that? Because you, oh, so cool. you tweeted about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts, bro. Like, how crazy uh, is it that, like, some fucking horror kids from the 80s or whatever are, like... We're we're doing things now where Fangoria has to fucking recognize us. They're like, we'll we'll print that, sure. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, I'll put it in there. That's nuts, though, right? Like, do you think about that sometimes? Like, where you're like when you have a, a special guest on the show, and you're like, oh, Phil was on my show. Like Phil Nobile yeah. Junior was on yeah. my show. Like that's weird, right? It's weird. I we had like Barbara Crampton came on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, like I had to de- <laughs> this is okay <laughs> I had to delete a tweet I I went back and I, I looked back at my tweets from like the early years of Twitter did you say you wanted to fuck Barbara Crampton I I tweeted at her uh, that I was You're watching like her I will fuck you not, not I didn't say fuck but that you I said, that I'll she fuck was, you you said that. No, that that she was naked like she was I tweeted at her. You said you're super hot. That I was watching. Like and your pee. Not necessarily that those yeah. words, okay. but it was pretty fucking embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now putting it out there, it was. It's been out there. Who cares? So I, I deleted that tweet because like, oh shit. Uh, why didn't Why didn't anybody call me on that? Everyone calls me on everything else on Twitter these days. Everything I say is under scrutiny. But the one thing where I'm like, you're like, what's up, pussy? You like, hey, what's up, I'm watching this movie where I'm looking at your boobs right now. <laughs> like, I tweeted at her. What the fuck was I thinking? Fuck. <laughs> this is, uh, look, if you haven't perused your early Twitter uh, feed, uh, do so and delete delete those tweets. You don't want the, you don't want those deletes coming back to haunt you. You have to delete the tweets from like early because I looked at my early tweets and I was like. 
Why is it called AIDS? They're not very helpful. <laughs> you shouldn't laugh. I deleted that one. <laughs> I'm laughing because what the fuck, man? <laughs> Why? I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, I don't uh, like that joke. No, I don't know why you do. That's not a good joke. It's I'm not... laughing because I'm laughing because it's not a good joke. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But no, uh, yeah, d- delete, delete that shit. Uh, almost like maybe delete the first three years you had Twitter. Just find a way to just delete it all. The, I don't I haven't found a really good way to just obliterate years yet. There's probably a paid service, but I'm not going to pay for it. I was up <laughs> at uh, like 2 a.m. going through uh-huh. my Twitter feed from like 2008 or whatever. Just deleting everything one at a time. Sean? Yeah. Sean? Yeah. Sean? Yep. Who's your favorite Batman villain? <laughs> the Joker, man. The Joker. <laughs> oh, the Joker. Oh, I'm going to go right now, the Joker. Oh. Did you know that the Joker movies rated R? <laughs> like Delaney, did you know? That the new Joker know. movie is rated R. And if you bring a child to our movie theater, we will find you and we will make fun of you, pull you up in front of the entire crowd, uh-huh. stomp on your child's hands, and put their head into a bag of shit and throw them out while we humiliate them on social media and on our website blog. And what website is this? Who are you? Uh, it is called... Uh, com. Oh, you're AlamoDrafthouse.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, bro. <sighs> well, you set me up for that, man. I did. <laughs> I did. I, I was, like, literally, like... so bad. You made fuck? me laugh so hard. I have to pee. <laughs> When I saw that poster they did, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, guys? Come on, guys, come on. Yeah. And of course, they're the, they're like one of their programmers in L.A. was, like, making fun of somebody who had to get up and leave from, uh, 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 what, 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 you know, what, some movie at Fantastic Fest. And he's put on Twitter, like, how dare you, how dare you, sir, leave at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, sir. Like, uh-huh. like, well, maybe the dude had, a, maybe there's an emergency. Maybe he like covered horror and had to go watch this. Oh shit! It was a secret screening. Uh, oh maybe, shit! This is not a maybe horror. Maybe it's movie. a stupid <clears throat> movie from the guy who made School for Scoundrels. <laughs> so yeah, look, look at, look at, look at. If you publicly represent a company, um, just don't be a jackass. But I guess the comp, like, look at, look at. We got to be kind of sort of political for <clears throat> film Twitter here a little bit. Why? Brad's, Brad's not here. Well, because like sometimes we've said things in the past and we've got like a whole freaking hullabaloo. Do uh, you? By you somebody got offended. You get a hullabaloo? Uh, wait, how do you think? There was, there was a hullabaloo? moment at a certain time when someone who was on the show was writing for a certain site and we made fun of um, that site and stuff and it became this huge hullabaloo. But it's just you and me, and we don't represent any sites. We represent ourselves and our own. Oh, uh, was it bloody disgusting? So, no, 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 no. Me, us and bloody disgusting are cool. There was the time when Brad made them think that uh, the movie Life was a prequel to was a prequel to Venom. Oh, we're oh Brad M was like freaking out. Yeah, it was. It was um, 
It was That's so fucking hilarious. stupid, Sean. It was really hilarious, but we're all we're all cool now. And uh I But like no who cares if you aren't cool? I, I mean I well, don't they they published a whole like story based off of Brad's rumor that he the fake rumor he started. That's so festival. funny. Brad's oh. hilarious. Like Brad Henderson is legit hilarious. And I think he's like one of the top like funniest people I know in real life. But sometimes he says shit and I'm like I don't get it. Like that's not funny. <laughs> like, it, but I think he I, I honestly think he's hilarious. Oh, I love Brad. I love yeah. I love Brad yeah. with all my all my heart. And Stephanie Crawford as well. You wait, Stephanie Crawford with all your heart. Well, I mean, I can't because I'm married. Uh, and if my wife heard this, but she won't. Fair um, enough. I have two would, hearts. Stephanie, be... I love you with both my heart. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, <clears throat> we should probably start wrapping up. I need to go to bed and wake up at my day job tomorrow. But, you um, think so? I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to either. I actually today I played. Uh-huh. I, played ho- I played hooky because uh, my daughter was. My daughter was is was sick, and this morning I kind of woke up like ah, fuck. So I I didn't go to work, and I slammed. I've been slamming vitamin C like all day long, and I took like a nap and everything. And uh, so tomorrow I got to go to work. But um, poor Sean, what do you I have know. to do? work, buddy? Work. Uh-huh. Fuck, fucking work. All right. Gotta, when are you gonna post this, man? Uh, I don't know. We're we're not editing at all, so I'm just gonna put in the intro and outro and fucking dump it. Yeah, do it. Do it for tomorrow. I want to hear it fucking tomorrow. I want to <laughs> like commute to work, and I want to hear this fucking atrocity tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Is it an atrocity? It's only a day away. This is this is you and me basically unhinged with nobody to please. We're just kind of bullshitting. So. I hope people, hey, look, I hope you guys liked it. Well, I'm trying to please Stephanie Crawford, (laughs) to be honest. Okay. I want her to know that um, she's appreciated. Sean shit on Brad, but I'm not going to shit on Brad. And (laughs) I didn't shit on Brad that much. Not going to shit on Stephanie Crawford. No. Uh, By the way, uh, they will be doing a Fantastic Fest episode. Yeah. And it, go to the screamcast.com. Stephanie has been writing up a storm. There's a lot of great articles, a lot of great reviews. Um, she's put down all this. Uh, she's basically covering everything she's watched over there. Um, and I, I had to promise to stop to hold off my whole site web redesign because she's putting out so much content. So, because I'm going to strip That's this. That's amazing, though, Sean. Like, because you don't give a shit about your website, but she does. <laughs> I. I just don't, I don't write. I'm not a writer, you know, and, Why not? And we can't, Why and we can't pay and, and, and we can't pay any writers. And everyone says like, don't take Why any writing pay? jobs that don't pay. What's the um, matter with you? I'm not. Why am I fucking talking to you? I don't know. I'm a, I'm just a, a, a I'm just a fan of movies and horror movies. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I've tried to write. I, I'm doing too much to write. I would like, I would like very much to, to write, but I just, I'm doing all this other a um, ton of other stuff. So uh luckily Stephanie likes to write and uh she's writing for the site. Good news. You got Bede, friends who like to Bede write. Be Jermaine, be Jermaine also writes on the site as well. And I think um we're gonna be getting some other contributors here uh as well. So 
Um, shit, I just re I'm just reminded I need to set up somebody's uh, user <laughs> user account so they can write for the site. I'm awful at this stuff. There's a reason why Screaming Pods Network um, had to kind of vanish because it's it's just I'm not a good uh, leader of things. You're I'm, bad more of a, I'm more of You're a collaborator. I'm more of a collaborator. Bad boss. Like, <laughs> bad boss. You know, and I, you know, and when we're not paying anybody, so just I kind of, then I start feeling bad, you know, and whatever. Because uh, we're not, we're not like Dread Central. We don't have like banner ads on top of banner ads all over our page that you can't even read on the mobile. Um, I tried to look up a review, a review this week or last week. I couldn't even. It was so inundated with pop-ups and ads mm -hmm. that I couldn't even read the article, so I gave up. You can't read though. So. I can't I can't read. That's why I, I only <laughs> I, I like I have somebody read the audiobook to or the book to me and then I kind of, <laughs> like an earpiece and then I kind of say what they say. That's how I do my audio. You're like Robert Evans. They they like read it to you and you're like the howling <laughs> there was a werewolf that bit her in the dick. And you're like, bit her in the dick? Like what? Yeah. 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 All right, we are going to uh, wrap up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, hope you got to the end. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't tell me you're leaving. The party's just begun.